I'm Anthony Pastore. Welcome to UBS On Air. Sarah Solomon is a senior strategist with the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services team and is my guest today. The mission of this group is to serve as a thought partner to exceptional families. We understand that your family's needs extend beyond the purely financial, so we take a strategic and sustainable approach to managing your wealth for continuity. This team works with UBS financial advisors and their clients to clarify and articulate your shared values and goals, to bridge the gap between generations to perpetuate your family's legacy, and to develop a well-thought-out plan to support your family's goals and philanthropic aspirations. A little on Sarah, she's been with UBS for 20 years, starting in the firm's graduate training program and holding a variety of roles since then. Now based in Chicago, Sarah works with financial advisors and their clients from North Dakota to Pittsburgh to Texas, helping them to foster communication on wealth and engaging in purposeful philanthropy with their family. The UBS Global Philanthropy Services team consists of over 50 team members who are based across the world and work directly with UBS's most valued clients, helping them in short to achieve their philanthropic aspirations. We know that philanthropy makes such a difference in our world, helping people and solving problems. We're going to focus today on a specific objective that many client families prioritize in their giving, and that is engaging their kids so the values of caring for others sharing resources, solving problems, and giving back are rooted in the family. So Sarah, first of all, let me welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really pleased to be here. So Sarah, I I really love this topic as well. I think it's so great to engage the younger generations in philanthropy, especially if it's something that's very important to the family. So how do those families get started with involving their kids in family philanthropy? And we're ranging from young kids all the way up to mature adults. I love this question. It's something that we're asked frequently. And similar to entering a freeway or expressway, there's more than one on-ramp to the highway and lots of lanes. So we need to keep that in mind when it comes to family philanthropy. In family philanthropy terms, this could mean a family has long-established philanthropy traditions that kids grew up with and are part of. Or it could mean that families with adult children have just sold their business and the wealth creators want to have a common purpose together and to give back to their community or work on a particular issue area. If involving family and philanthropy is the objective, the first step, regardless of your life stage and age of your kids, is to identify your values and then talk about them together. Values are what inform our actions and beliefs. So when initiating or continuing family philanthropy, we need to explore each person's values and those shared by family members. And Sarah, if a family wants to be more intentional in involving kids in their philanthropy, how do you suggest they go about it? We suggest having a family gathering or a family meeting that focuses specifically on philanthropy. Start out by sharing the reasons why philanthropy is important to your family. Explain your values and beliefs and how you've expressed them through your giving. Make sure that you include specifics, such as nonprofits you've given to and the reasons why you chose to work with that organization and the mission of the nonprofit's work. This conversation really needs to be two-way, and here's how that comes into play. Now that your family has heard what your philanthropic interests are, 
Ask them to share what causes they care about. Do they have a charity in mind or an issue they've already been involved with or something they want to get involved with? Be sure to ask why they care about that particular cause or the reasons for their concern on that issue area. Right. And and it sounds like sharing with and learning from each other on how you see the world and what problems bother the family members is certainly a really important part of the story. So after families talk about that, what should they do next? We encourage families to take action. That is to practice philanthropy together. So after you find out what your kids or maybe it's your grandkids are interested in, ask them to research organizations focused on the cause they care about. Encourage them to contact the organization directly and see how they can get involved. Maybe it's a site visit or volunteering or just seeing the programmatic work that's happening and the resulting impact. Let it be them who takes action. Right. So here's a here's an interesting question. A lot of in, in every family there are disagreements about a lot of different things, what they're eating for dinner, what they're you know, when they're going to go on vacation or, you know, who's going to be, you know, folding the clothes from the laundry that day. But it also could even come down to the differences between what the parents care about with philanthropy and what the kids care about with philanthropy. So what happens if your focus is not in line? Well, you're right. Um, There can be lots of of disagreements and philanthropy is no different. So going back to how we started our conversation, if the objective of a family engaging in family philanthropy is to share a common value of giving back and helping others, then we need to let each person be involved with something that matters to them. This is going to result in willing engagement and will lead to this shared value of giving back being practiced. One way we see families relinquishing some control is to allocate a portion of the money they're planning on giving to charitable causes in a given time period to their kids or grandkids to allocate themselves. For younger kids, maybe it's a summer project that requires them to research charities and then present it back to the family. The goal being to persuade you through their research, having done it, um, to donate to the charity they recommend. Ask them to explain the mission and then state and persuade you why you think it's a worthy cause. If you agree, let them follow through with a donation. If they're old enough, you could also consider matching each hour they volunteer with a set donation amount. And this really emphasizes something we've touched on already, that giving time and your own energy is an important part of the satisfaction and feeling of philanthropy meaning something and mattering. Even if charitable interests are not aligned, Focus on the involvement aspect, and then over time, you can work toward a common project or a focus. Terrific. And Sarah, how else can family philanthropy be a practical way of teaching kids or even grandkids about financial matters? We think it can be a great training ground. We see client families using philanthropy as a sandbox for learning about investments. Some families, they aren't ready to talk about the full financial picture with other family members just yet but they do want their kids to learn about investments and asset allocation. So many of our clients end up setting up strategic giving vehicles like donor advised funds or a private foundation 
just a side note there, we have a separate podcast on the particulars of these giving vehicles. But getting back to how we can use strategic giving vehicles as a sandbox or training ground for investments, knowing that this portion of the family's assets is in a separate account from the other family assets, parents allow kids to learn about the investment portfolios and making investment decisions. So we see families involving their kids in the quarterly account reviews of these particular accounts with their UBS financial advisors. Some families involve their kids in the investment research process, learning about investment due diligence and making investment decisions. Then as the portfolio value rises or sometimes decline, kids are learning what that feels like. A second way philanthropy can factor into financial education for kids and grandkids is with budgeting. You might want to involve your family members in the creation of the giving budget. Maybe it's on a monthly, yearly, or even multi-year basis. What targets should you have for short-term and long-term donations? And then finally, other ways that bridge philanthropy and financial education in a practical manner are with very young kids, setting up allowance in three categories, save, spend, and give. And with the give throughout the year or at the end of the year, they get to choose what cause to give to. For older kids, grandparents, parents, or parents could set up a donor-advised fund for the kids to be in charge of collectively. That way, it's a way of sharing wealth that supports the ultimate gift, that is teaching and learning empathy. Sarah, maybe you can describe some additional considerations with regards to family philanthropy. There are additional considerations that we think are worth considering either before you get started with family philanthropy or just checking in with yourself on how it's going. First, who in your family will participate? Will it be kids, siblings, grandkids, cousins, married-ins, partners and spouses? What about ex-spouses? Second, parents or grandparents should think through what they're comfortable with in regard to allocating funding. Do they plan to allocate per child or family member, or will generations be giving collectively? Third, who is going to set up the meetings and how often are they going to be? What are your expectations for how much time each family member will dedicate to family philanthropy? And then last, how are decisions going to be made? Who's going to participate in the decision-making process? And what happens if you don't agree on something? Last, what worries do you have about involving family in philanthropy? Great. And are there any other benefits of family philanthropy that you want to share with us? Yes. A common source of pride for families who decide to involve their kids or grandkids in philanthropy is watching these values come to life for each child individually. But the greatest sense of joy is often seeing siblings or cousins get involved in projects and make decisions together. Parents and grandparents find additional signs of success knowing that their kids can make joint decisions. They can reach consensus and compromise. Philanthropy is a way that provides real-life practice on these joint decision-making opportunities. And uh, one last question for you, Sarah. You mentioned the term family gathering or family meeting. What topics might be on the agenda for a family who's engaged 
in philanthropy and wants to formalize their meetings a little bit? Our group are strong believers in the impact of intentional family communication through family meetings. A family meeting can include a wide variety of topics, but one with a philanthropy focus could include topics such as a reminder on why giving is important to our family. Other topics are new issue areas and updates on issues the family cares about with their giving or reviewing criteria for giving and family member presentations of grant proposals talk and talking about it. Other topics might be voting on proposals, reassessing what's working with family philanthropy and areas for improvement, and then being sure to conclude the family meeting or family gathering with clear next steps and timelines so everyone is on the same page with involvement and expectations. Those are a lot of different topics. We don't expect you to remember or know all of those on your own. As always, your UBS financial advisor is here to help you with all of this. That's excellent. Sarah, thank you so much. Again, great information and some great tips and suggestions for those families who want to get involved with their kids and share their philanthropic goals together. Sarah Solomon, Senior Strategist from the UBS Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services team. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Terrific. And from New York, I'm Anthony Pastore. Thanks, everybody. We'll speak with you soon. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.